0: Take a girl and a guy, and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it, and 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray.
0: And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love marriage and relationships
1: be sure to check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at couple synergy or our website couplesynergy.com. and be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about and now on to couple synergy an in-depth look at love marriage and relationships where we bring you our experiences working with thousands of couples for nearly 20 years
0: You know, everyone says you need to work on a relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with.
1: In this episode, Gene and I will be talking about family therapy or family counseling. Mm -hmm. It is a service that we provide at our counseling center, the Lighthouse Emotional Wellness Center in Schaumburg and Arlington Heights, Illinois.
0: Yeah, we started The Lighthouse because we wanted to work with couples in this unique way, which is, you know, the avenue where we created Couple Synergy. But because we were helping people, they wanted us to work with their kids as well. So we created another process called Family Synergy Therapy.
1: Or FST for Mm -hmm. short. Yep. And we apply a lot of the concepts and the model that we use in Couple Synergy to the family.
0: Yeah, we modify it right? Because obviously you're not going to have the same type of emotional relationship with your children as you do with your partner. But let's talk about why we created FST or Family Synergy Therapy.
1: So in our field, what we know about families and working with families is that it is a system, meaning that each member of the family system plays a specific and unique role. And when one person and one member of the family changes, it affects the entire system as a whole. And so in order to actually change any dynamics that are going on in a family, whether it be especially dysfunctional patterns, you have to change the entire system.
0: Yeah. We would notice people would bring their children in for therapy and they would sit in the lobby. And then if their therapist ask them if they would want to be in therapy, they would say no. And so even though they didn't want to be in therapy and didn't feel like they had a problem, what was happening is whatever change the therapist was trying to help the child do, the child would go back into the same system and all the work would get undone.
1: Yeah, I I remember seeing, you know, children and adolescents in other mental health settings, you know, in my career. And I always felt like it was a very frustrating process because you're working with the child and you're helping them figure out how to have better coping skills and how to change their behaviors, but then you always knew that you were sending them back to the same home environment, where those changes may not be supported by the parents or even the other siblings that are in the environment.
0: Clean fish, dirty water. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a really frustrating thing in our field for many people who work with children. And I think that the great part about FST is that it doesn't require the parents to do therapy. It just requires them to learn a different way to support their child as they're going through therapy.
1: Yeah, it's really learning new skills on how to adapt and, you know, complement what their children are learning in therapy.
0: You know, the first couple that we brought into for FST, because their children were already working with people at the Lighthouse, um, I remember in that very first session when we were just describing to them the characteristics of, you know, the adolescent and child brain, they felt so understood. They were like, that's exactly what we've been dealing with. And so they were learning about why their kids are the way that they are, and it isn't because they're parenting badly. It's just because that's the way their kids' brain, were. It, brain was. And they needed to learn how to understand that so they could show up where their child was and not try to force their child into something where they weren't actually capable of doing.
1: Yeah, they were so guilt-ridden, you know, and they were so frustrated because they really didn't know how to help their children. And their children were, you know, expressing these really vulnerable emotions and they didn't know how to do that in a very healthy way. And so the parents, because they didn't know how to you know, meet them where they were at, you know, they were just doing all the wrong things.
0: From all the right places, all oh, the right intentions. Yeah, all the right intentions, But all, all the wrong things. You know, I want to just share a little bit about that family, right? Um, the The little boy, he was a very sensitive, emotional kid, right? right? And he would get upset and it could be something positive, but when his emotions kicked in, he was very overwhelmed. And he would cope with that by running away.
1: Right, right. But so we had you. a few instances in he the office. He ran right out of our lobby. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, you know, I think it really scared mom. And so she would chase him. But what he was trying to do is get space. And the more space he tried to get, the more mom chased him, held on to him, You know, I even remember her like knocking on the bathroom door because he went in there and it's a male bathroom and, you know, just tried to, you know, she she was so afraid he was going to hurt himself. Right.
1: Right. And and he was even doing that at school as well.
0: Right. That's how he coped.
1: The teachers and, you know, the principal, they would manage it the same way and, and get in his way or try to forcibly stop him from leaving. And it was this escalation of this these incidents that was was causing a lot more dysfunctional behavior in him. Right. And he was then also being filled up more and more with anxiety,
0: and and getting labels, right. So I remember we we were in a family session, and we had a, we had asked him in front of his parents, "Do you mean to hurt yourself? No, you can be safe. So if you're gonna run," Nobody should come after you and you will keep yourself safe. And he said, yes. And then in another session, he got emotionally overwhelmed. It was actually a positive thing that his brother said to him. And he got up and took off. And we held mom and dad back. right? And we continued on the session as usual. And we only had like five minutes left. And five minutes later, we got up, we left the office, and the boy was sitting in the lobby by himself, just chilling out totally safe and giving himself that opportunity that he knew he needed. Right. And so that family changed dramatically just from that little piece of learning how to show up where he was.
1: Yeah. And you know, this is not a unique situation. I mean, we're running into lots of families where the parents are just, you know, beside themselves and they don't really know how to help their kids. And, you know, they're trying to overparent. And Absolutely. trying to overprotect them as well, mm-hmm. and you know that just that that just damages them more.
0: Yeah, could you imagine if you like hired a um, a personal trainer to try to learn? I don't know, let's say basketball, but they never gave you the ball, and they just kept showing you how to do it, but you never got to try and practice and make mistakes, and so you never learned anything. You just watched them play basketball. Right, that's right. kind of what they're doing. <laughs> right, and
1: it's kind of like reading self-help books and and not seeing it practically applied. Right. Right, and then so you and then you're trying to do it yourself. You know, and and that's a really good point to make here is that, you know, in FST, you know, we help the parents learn these skills and we have them practice it and apply it in vivo in the therapy sessions so that they can now learn how to how to effectively apply it.
0: And I think the really great thing about it is they learn different ways to relate that are safe and that meet the needs of everyone in the system. And they're not just winging it. You know, the other big thing that we see, so in FST family synergy therapy, we have three tracks. We have family synergy therapy for intact families. We have family synergy therapy for families dealing with one person in the system, or more with an addiction and then FST for divorcing families.
1: And that's a very interesting track. And I think a very powerful one just because, you know, the statistics show that blended families are the leading family structure in the United States. And so there is such a huge need to help divorced parents co-parent, right? right because i mean there's no role modeling for it and it is a very complicated kind of family structure
0: the saddest thing we see is when one parent convinces the children that the other parent is bad and that's called parental alienation and you know if you guys are out there doing that i'm going to tell you right now your kids are going to grow up and they're going to know what you did and they're gonna know that you destroyed their relationship with their other parent. And keep in mind, that's half of who they are.
1: Yeah, it is horribly destructive. And we see the long-term effect on kids that go through that. And we tell all you know, parents um, who are divorced or divorcing that it's not divorce that actually destroys kids. It is the conflict between the divorced parents after the fact. That causes the destruction.
0: So if you've been hurt and you're angry about going through a divorce or something your partner, your ex-partner has done, please go get some resolution. Get some help. Talk to someone until you figure out how to heal that wound. Because if you don't, you will pass it on to your children in a very painful way.
1: In, in FSD, in that track for divorcing families, it is an eight-week structured program. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of skill-based training for the parents and helping them co-parent, helping them create communication and conflict resolution skills between the two of them.
0: And creating appropriate boundaries that can be followed in both homes so that the children stay the primary focus of what their new relationship as exes is, is to raise healthy children.
1: Most couples who are getting a divorce, they don't really have those skills to begin with between each other. Which is why they're getting a divorce. Which is why they're getting a divorce, uh, which is most of the time why they're getting divorced. divorce. And so, you know, this is hard work. This Mm -hmm. is very difficult. They're trying to learn something that they did not learn and did not have in their marriage. So we applaud all those couples who are able to put aside their own personal feelings and put the children as the primary goal, right? What is in the best interest of them? Because that truly is what is important in those cases, is that they want their kids to grow up, be happy and healthy, and have happy and healthy relationships for themselves as well.
0: And, you know, if you're in a situation where maybe the children are hurt and you haven't encouraged them to not have a relationship with their other parent, but they're not wanting to have one, then this new process was created, right? And some of this is court-ordered, the reunification therapy. Right. And really encourage your kids to work through whatever that pain is and to try to at least have some amicable type of relationship with the other parent.
1: And we just want to clarify here, we're not talking about parents who are abusive. right? Okay, that's a completely different type of situation here. Um, But what we're talking about here are parents who absolutely love their children, but because of the divorce and because of the conflict between, you know, the partners in that marriage, it spills spills over onto the kids.
0: Right. And, you know, even if the the other parent um, might be less equipped to do some of the parenting, they can learn that. So if that's the concern you know, that they don't know how to emotionally tend to the child's needs and the child's mad about that or something. This is still a process that would help them navigate through that so they could do a better job.
1: You know, what we know about the millennial generation or generation Y is that they are not committing to marriage as much as previous generations because they were really witnesses to divorce. Mm -hmm. Right. And because of that, it is impacting generations to come.
0: I, I think too parenting is harder now than it used to be. There is not as much of a community. There's not as much structure. I'm gonna say that different. There's there's not as much community and there's overstructure. There's the overstructuring of children's lives. And so they're not allowed to be kids. And they're not allowed to figure out the social skills and the emotional regulation that you had to figure out when your parents told you just go outside and play.
1: Oh, yeah. Parenting has to evolve mm-hmm. and it has to adapt to the new challenges that we're facing today. I, I, mean, I just know technology as a kid, and
0: I didn't sit and do homework for two, three, four hours every day.
1: Right, right. And these kids are, are being faced with so much more pressure mm-hmm. you know, from the educational system. To know what they have to do later in life and what kind of career and what kind of school they need to go to. And so, with all that pressure, and then on top of it, you know, all of the pressures from technology and the media and social media, it is a lot more for parents to navigate. Yeah, than social ever media,
0: that's a huge thing that they have to navigate. And yeah, where's the parenting on that? And especially when we didn't grow up with it.
1: Yeah, p- parents don't even know how to catch up with technology. Right. And so it's very hard for them to stay on top of it or one step ahead of their kids so that they can maintain you know, their, their safety.
0: Right. So, you know, in FST, we kind of help people understand the concepts of why we need the downtime or why we are so anxious and depressed. I, there's more diagnosed kids these days. There's more diagnosed people. Because I think because we live so unnaturally, you know, we don't have that time to sit and contemplate and reflect and dream and create. We're so busy getting the next test done and getting the A and getting the class done and getting the schooling done and getting work done, you know, we're just going and going and going and going.
1: Yeah. And and it doesn't really seem to stop. In, right. in fact, you know, people start to put even more and more on their plates. And that obligation list continues to grow and grow and grow. And families are becoming much more disconnected emotionally, even if they're not going through a divorce. And so this is really important for families to learn. You know, the reason why we created Couple Synergy was to help couples stay connected throughout all of life's challenges. And Family Synergy does the same thing for the entire system. And so in order to do that, and in order to stay on top of all of the dynamics that occur within a family, whether it be intact or whether it be stretched, each member of the system is assigned their own therapist and their own counselor. In that way, we're able to really connect with each member of the system, and we're able to join that system and help them make those changes from the inside.
0: You know, if you think about, you know, your grandparents' lives, maybe not yours, because your family was a migrated family, right? But if I think about my grandparents, and their lifestyle, it wasn't very unsimilar to my childhood, right? So, the way my grandparents were raised, the way my parents were raised, the way I was raised, but then during my lifetime we went from not having things like vhs or internet or um all sorts of things that you know we have now and so everything has evolved so fast that it's hard to keep up and our our family you're in my family and our kids looked very different i wasn't a stay-at-home mom you know you didn't right. leave the family go to work you came home and you know when my mom was a stay-at-home mom all the moms were stay-at-home moms You know, now we see all sorts of different ways that families are structured. And so you need help in catching up because the role model you had,
1: it doesn't work anymore.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. And it's, and it's even, you know, the younger and younger generations, it's more and more and more complex. One of the homework assignments we give families, and we highly encourage you guys to do this, regardless of who lives in your home, whether it's an intact family or just you and your kids or whatever your family structure looks like is have an electronic free day.
1: Yeah, that is really important. And <laughs> so when we tell our our families to do that, a lot of them freak out. Especially the kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, they they were born. Oh, I think the parents freak out a little bit yeah, too. <laughs> sure, right?
0: But you know, each person in the family can decide what they want to do during that time. As a family, so maybe one kid wants to play basketball and everyone goes out and plays some basketball or someone else wants to play Monopoly or whatever. And so the family, each person in the family gets time to decide what the family is doing, but the family stays in the same room and does it together. And, you know, light some candles. Really turn off the electronics. Cook dinner together. Sit around and tell stories.
1: Break out the board games again.
0: Yep. Go look at family pictures although they're probably electronic now. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Can't flip through the album anymore. No, no. But, you know, find things to do because what, what happens is at first it's pretty painful when we don't have our go-to distraction, right? And then once that pain starts starts to get boring, you know, we get bored, which is awesome. And then you start creating and having fun. It's a great thing to do. It's a little painful up front, but it's a great thing to do.
1: And And it's a very hugely bonding experience Mm -hmm. for families and some of the activities that we have our fst families go through they walk away from those experiences feeling so much more bonded Mm -hmm. and they're laughing and they're having fun and you know maybe it's been years since they actually experienced Mm -hmm. that feeling again
0: right and when you interact as a family you create more of those bonds and connections but you also lower anxiety and depression.
1: Absolutely, right.
0: And then you create a memory that you can always reflect back on and bring all that good oxytocin right back up again and those endorphins.
1: You know, on on Thursday we have a blended family that we interviewed who happens to be your cousin.
0: Yep, cousin (laughs) Ann. Cousin Annie.
1: And uh, you know, their family is very unique, right? she had her son 22, 22 years, ago. years ago at the age
0: of 17 she had a child right that she raised as a single parent sometimes sometimes married and divorced sometimes a lot with her her parents right he's they were a big influence on Kyle's life and then they we actually officiated their wedding a couple of years ago yes her and Brian And they have another baby. Right. 21 years apart.
1: Quite a gap. (laughs) Quite a gap, yes. And so they're going to tell their story. So please, you know, tune in and and, uh, listen to their story.
0: And if you want more information on family synergy therapy, uh, you can call our office, 847-253-9769. We do take insurance there and so most of it's usually covered by insurance.
1: You can also check out our website at lighthouseemotionalwellness.com and you can read up more about family synergy therapy. It is a model that we created and so there are no counseling centers in the country doing this.
0: So it's a structured 8-week program. It's time limited so you're not feeling like you're sitting in there in therapy endlessly. And we're also going to be offering it as groups, especially the family synergy therapy for people with that have an addict in the family. So that's a group that's an ongoing group that'll be offered where families can come in and there's a teaching component for them to learn the skills part, and then they'll have individual sessions to practice it in.
1: And don't be alarmed if you don't live in Illinois, because we also offer FST virtually. Right. We do work with clients all throughout the country in a virtual capacity. And so check us out online and uh, give us a call. And our admin team is standing by to to help you.
0: We worked with a mother and a daughter. The daughter was grown. She lived in a different state than her mom. And they both lived in a different state than we live in. And we had a very successful FST experience with them that helped them resolve a lot of things before she got married which I'm sure contributed greatly to her having a happy wedding day.
1: Yes, absolutely. So we want to thank you so much for joining us today and for listening to Couple Synergy and about family synergy therapy.
0: And we hope that by listening to this episode, it was not only beneficial for your life, but also your relationships.
1: For all you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave a review. If you have any questions, comments, or Topic suggestions, you can email us at contact at Again, remember, if you want information about FST, you can look us up online at LighthouseEmotionalWellness.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at CouplesSynergy.com.
0: You know, I think we should also mention that Couple to Couple is also a virtual program as well.
1: Absolutely. So we
0: can work with anyone, anywhere, actually in the whole world, because we've worked with people in different countries. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening.
1: And until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love.
0: You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.